Hi, I'm Katie Marquette, and you're listening to Born of Wonder. And here there is something more than just a transient experience. It's about uh, being. It's about the things that matter to me. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. It's a mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. Hello and welcome to Born of Wonder. On this podcast, we explore everything and anything that inspires wonder and awe in the world. I'm podcasting from a very, (laughs) just like a hilarious situation, which is that my toddler, um, you know, refused her nap. She had quiet time for like an hour and a half. So I went in and got her and everything. And then she wanted the door open and everything like that, wanted to hang out for a little bit. And then she told me to leave. So she told me to go to the office. So (laughs) that's where I am. I'm watching her on the monitor. She's having a great time by herself. So she ditched me. Um, And the baby is miraculously uh, like over an hour long nap here. So um, I think I'll probably only get through the introduction right now. But with the way this week has been going, I'm going to need to do this podcast a little piecemeal if I'm going to get it out at all. Um, so it'll hopefully, you know, cross your fingers, come out tomorrow, which is Friday. And I know I usually try to get out on Tuesdays, but it's just been a week. It's just been, everything has been against me (laughs) in some ways. Like last night, finally, I went outside, I recorded outside the entire episode and I had plugged the mic into the wrong slot. So I was looking at, um, you know, 25 minutes of blank audio when I got inside and finally got, uh, ready to edit. So, um, hopefully, uh, we will have an episode ready to go here. My levels are, are working. Things are happening. Um, maybe you hear that squealing Joe. Oh my gosh. Um, but I hope that you are enjoying a beautiful spring. I hope that you had a wonderful, wonderful um, Easter. We are still in Easter tide. So if you want to keep celebrating, please do keep going until Pentecost. Um, lots of opportunities here to celebrate the resurrection, celebrate spring, all those good things. It's quite beautiful here. Really, really lovely weather. Um, just everything is in bloom, blue skies. Um, I spent, you know, three or four hours outside this morning with the kids and had a play date and everything. Also, side note, what what a difference it makes when you just have one other person <laughs> around when you have two little kids, just even to be like, hi, can you watch, you know, the toddler while I put the baby down or something like that? Just one other set of hands makes all the difference in the world. And of course, it's great to have other children around too. This this parenting and isolation thing, I'm I'm not about it. It's it's It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's a big part of the reason why this podcast is late is the, uh, the travails and the exhaustion of... Um, you know, of, of these two little ones. So, um, but yes, all that outside time sure makes a difference. So I hope that wherever you are, it is a beautiful spring. I know that some people, um, still are in icy wintry conditions. That's rough. Or maybe you are already sweltering in heat. So either way, um, that's rough. I'm sorry. (laughs) I hope that maybe you can get a few little spring days here. I feel like we often, uh, here on the East Coast, we often skip spring, um, sort of goes from cold to hot, uh, but we've had some really, really nice spring days, and I'm very much enjoying them. And that's going to be the really the topic of um, today's podcast is spring. It's going to be 
uh, all about uh, celebrating uh, the beauty of the natural world this time of year that is reflecting the uh, rhythms of the, the liturgical year, resurrection, renewal, all those good things. Um, so I'm going to read you a wonderful uh, short fairy tale by Hans Christian Andersen called The Last Dream of the Old Oak. And it's just a lovely story. Um, and it, even though it takes place on on um, on Christmas Day, is actually it ends on Christmas Day. Uh, all the imagery is so spring-like and celebrating the flowers and growing things and um, the beauty of the natural world. So I think it's very very appropriate for springtime. So I'm going to read you that. I'm also going to read you um, a poem by Mary Oliver called Spring. Uh, I think she may end up being our featured poet on um, on Born of Wonder Sound Escape, the short monthly podcast series I do for paid subscribers on Substack, so stay tuned for that. But I'm going to read um, read one of her poems. Uh, she writes so wonderfully about the natural world. I, I really, her, her poetry is always very soothing to me, um, very... Um, yeah, I just I, I love I love the natural imagery she employs and just the the rest and quiet she finds in the natural world. So I'm going to read you that poem, Spring. So I hope that this episode will help you enjoy the season, enjoy this beautiful time of year. Uh, I'm so glad to be doing this podcast. Um, you know, on tough days or something like that, when I'm not feeling a lot of wonder, it sort of forces me to, you know, to. to 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 feel that wonder to to get back to things that bring me rest and joy and things like that and poetry and fairy tales and good books and conversations with interesting people and um so this podcast is is really a gift to me uh and thank you to my husband who always encourages me to to make an episode when i am too tired or something like that he's always like no we need to make time for you to do it and um finding those encouraging people in your life is so important because creative work is important uh you know it, it really is so so uh, I hope that you also find time to do that as well, if that's part of your your vocation. If you need that time to, to, to do creative things, um, uh, really make the space for it. it. Really, It's really, really important. So uh, as always, you can follow me online, bornofwonder.com. Definitely head over to Substack. Just look up Born of Wonder and you will find me there. That's where I'm spending a lot of my time these days. I have a lot of uh, essays brewing in my mind that will hopefully come out sooner rather than later. Um, so, uh, definitely you can subscribe there. Most of the content I put out is totally free. So, um, very, very accessible. Uh, you can also, uh, go to Patreon, support the podcast for two, $2 a month, buy me a coffee. Very, very, very important. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I am so addicted to coffee, but that's, uh, that's, I, I've accepted it. I'm totally fine with it. So thank you, Patreon supporters as always. And, um, I'm, I'm on and off Instagram, but you can find me there as well. I'm on it right now born of wonder. So thank you so much. And please do think about leaving a review, sharing, uh, sharing podcasts and writing good reviews is like the number one way podcasts get known. So it's, uh, that is, you know, just as important as supporting, uh, in these, you know, small monetary ways that people do, which is so, so helpful. But, um, writing a review is, is honestly just as helpful as well. So I appreciate those of you who take time to leave a review. Anyway, enough from me rambling. Um, Amazingly, the babies are still enjoying their solo time. Lucy is still sleeping. I can't believe this, but not questioning it. <laughs> Joe is still rolling around her bed, wanting me to stay away. So, <laughs> uh, but I will probably wait uh, until later this evening um, when I can have a Guinness and sit outside and uh, record that <laughs> the dream of the old oak uh, 
the last room of the old oak and uh, the poem by Mary Oliver just so we can reduce the squealing in the background and we can hopefully get some nice spring evening sounds on the tape so I hope you enjoy thank you for listening and we will get going on today's episode here all about celebrating spring spring by Mary Oliver somewhere a black bear has just risen from sleep and is staring down the mountain All night, in the brisk and shallow restlessness of early spring, I think of her. Her four black fists flicking the gravel, her tongue like a red fire touching the grass, the cold water. There is only one question, how to love this world. I think of her rising like a black and leafy ledge to sharpen her claws against the silence of the trees. Whatever else my life is, with its poems and its music and its glass cities, It is also this dazzling darkness coming down the mountain, breathing and tasting. All day I think of her, her white teeth, her wordlessness, her perfect love. So here we are, we've fast forwarded in time. Um, It's about 7.30 in the evening. We've got two babies sleeping. I hear birds chirping, bees buzzing. I'm sitting outside looking at garden of daffodils and hyacinths and uh, the forsythia hedgerow which is just now starting to fade into green um, from its sort of brilliant golden hues that we've been enjoying the last few weeks we always think about what a pain it is to maintain it and think we should rip it out but then every year when it blooms that just like brilliant brilliant golden yellow um, against the fence line it just seems worth it to keep it so uh, I love looking at that I'm looking at our one of our orange barn cats here Freeman he's probably looking for uh, something to eat maybe Uh, the poor birds around here Um, and uh, yeah it's just a beautiful evening just about perfect like 70 degrees really doesn't get nicer than this so I'm hoping that you will hear some of the the backdrop here um, some of the 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 birds and the bees and everything Um, but at the very least it's getting me outside Um, like I said this is my 2.0 doing this I did this last night but uh, (laughs) it didn't record what a shame Um, But now I'm out here, I've got my Guinness, life is good, and I'm going to read you this wonderful um, short little fairy tale uh, from Hans Christian Andersen called The Last Dream of the Old Oak. In the forest high up on the steep shore and not far from the open sea coast stood a very old oak tree. It was just 365 years old, but that long time was to the tree, as the same number of days might be to us. We wake by day and sleep by night, and then we have our dreams. It is different with the tree. It is obliged to keep awake for three seasons of the year and does not get any sleep till winter comes. Winter is its time of rest. It's night after the long days of spring, summer, and autumn. During many a warm summer, the ephemeras, which are flies that exist for only a day, had fluttered about the old oak, enjoyed life, and felt happy. And if for a moment one of the tiny creatures rested on the large, fresh leaves, the tree would always say, Poor little creature, your whole life consists of but a single day. How very short. It must be quite melancholy. 
Melancholy? What do you mean? The little creature would always reply. Why do you say that? Everything around me is so wonderfully bright and warm and beautiful. It makes me joyous. But only for one day, and then it is all over. Over, repeated the fly. What is the meaning of all over? Are you all over, too? No, I shall very likely live for thousands of your days, and my day is whole seasons long. Indeed, it is so long that you would never reckon it up. No, then I don't understand you. You may have thousands of my days, but I have thousands of moments in which I can be merry and happy. Does all the beauty of the world cease when you die? No, replied the tree. It will certainly last much longer, infinitely longer than I can think of. Well then, said the little fly, we have the same time to live, only we reckon differently. And the little creature danced and floated in the air, rejoicing in its delicate wings of gauze and velvet, rejoicing in the balmy breezes laden with the fragrance from clover fields and wild roses, elder blossoms and honeysuckle, and from the garden hedges of wild thyme, primroses and mint. The perfume of all these was so strong that it almost intoxicated the little fly. The long and beautiful day had been so full of joy and sweet delights that when the sun sank, the fly felt tired of all of its happiness and enjoyment. Its wings could sustain it no longer, and gently and slowly it glided to the soft, waving blades of grass, nodded its little head as well it could, and slept peacefully and sweetly. The fly was dead. Poor little ephemera, said the oak, what a short life. And so on every summer day the dance was repeated, the same questions were asked, and the same answers given, and there was the same peaceful falling asleep at sunset. This continued through many generations of ephemeras, and all of them felt merry and happy. The oak remained awake through the morning of spring, the noon of summer, and the evening of autumn. Its time of rest, its night, drew near. Winter was coming. Here fell a leaf, and there fell a leaf. Already the storms were singing. Good night, good night, we will rock you and lull you. Go to sleep, go to sleep. We will rock you and lull you to sleep and shake you to sleep. And it will do your old twigs good. They will even crackle with pleasure. Sleep sweetly, sleep sweetly. It is your 365th night. You are still very young in the world. Sleep sweetly. The clouds will drop snow upon you, which will be your coverlid, warm and sheltering to your feet. Sweet sleep to you and pleasant dreams. And there stood the oak, stripped of all of its leaves, ready to rest in the hole of a long winter and to dream many dreams of events that had happened, just as men dream. The great tree had once been small. Indeed, in its cradle it had been an acorn. According to human reckoning, it was now in the fourth century of its existence. It was the largest and best tree in the forest. Its summit towered over all the other trees and could be seen far out to sea, so that it served as a landmark to the sailors. It had no idea how many eyes looked eagerly for it. In its topmost branches, the wood pigeon built her nest and the cuckoo sang her well-known song, the familiar notes echoing among the boughs. And in autumn, when the leaves looked like beaten copper plates, the birds of passage came and rested on the branches before beginning their flight across the sea. But now that it was winter, the tree stood leafless, so that everyone could see how crooked and bent were the branches that sprang forth from the trunk. Crows and rooks came by turns and sat on them and talked of the hard times that were beginning, and how difficult it was in winter to obtain a living. It was just at the holy Christmas time that the tree dreamed a dream. The tree had doubtless a feeling that the festive time had arrived, and in its dream fancied it heard the bells of the churches ringing. And yet it seemed to be a beautiful summer's day, mild and warm. 
The tree's mighty summit was crowned with spreading fresh green foliage, sunbeams played among its leaves and branches, and the air was full of fragrance from herb and blossom. Painted butterflies chased each other, flies danced around it as if the world had been created, merely that it might dance and be merry. All that had happened to the tree during all the years of its life seemed to pass before it as if in a festive pageant. It saw the knights of olden times and noble ladies ride through the wood on their gallant steeds with plumes waving in their hats, falcons on their wrists, while the hunting horn sounded and the dogs barked. It saw hostile warriors in colored dress and glittering armor with spear and halberd pitching their tents and again taking them down. The watchfires blazed and men sang and slept under the hospitable shelter of the tree. It saw lovers meet in quiet happiness near it in the moonshine, and carve the initials of their names in the grayish-green bark of its trunk. Once but long years had passed since then, guitars and aeolian harps had been hung on its boughs by merry travelers. Now they seemed to hang there again, and their marvelous notes sounded again. The wood pigeons cooed as if to express the feelings of the tree, and the cuckoo called out to tell it how many summer days it had yet to live. Then it appeared to it that new life was thrilling through every fiber of root and stem and leaf, rising even to its highest branches. The tree felt itself stretching, spreading out, while through the root beneath the earth ran the warm vigor of life. As it grew higher and higher, its strength increased. The topmost boughs became broader and fuller, and in proportion its growth, its self-satisfaction increased. There came a joyous longing to grow higher and higher, to reach even to the warm, bright sun itself. Already had its topmost branches pierced the clouds, which floated beneath them like troops of birds of passage or large white swans. Every leaf seemed gifted with sight, as if it possessed eyes to see. The stars became visible in broad daylight, large and sparkling like clear, gentle eyes. They brought to the tree's memory the light that it had seen in the eyes of a child, and in the eyes of lovers who had once met beneath the branches of the old oak. These were wonderful and happy moments for the old oak, full of peace and joy, and yet amidst all this happiness the tree felt a yearning desire that all the other trees, bushes, herbs, and flowers beneath it might also be able to rise higher, to see all this splendor and experience the same happiness. The grand majestic oak could not be quite happy in its enjoyment, until all the rest, both great and small, could share it. And this feeling of yearning trembled through every branch, through every leaf, as warmly and fervently as through a human heart. The summit of the tree waved to and fro and bent downwards, as if, it, as if in its silent longing it sought something. Then there came to it the fragrance of thyme and the more powerful scent of honeysuckle and violets, and the tree fancied it heard the note of the cuckoo. At length its longing was satisfied. Up through the clouds the green summits of the forest trees and the oak watched them rising higher and higher. Bush and herb shot upward, and some even tore themselves up by the roots to rise more quickly. The quickest of all was the birch tree. Like a lightning flash, the slender stems shot upwards in a zigzag line, the branches spreading round it like green gauze and banners. Every native of the wood, even to the brown and feathery rushes, grew with the rest, while the birds ascended with the melody of song. On a blade of grass that fluttered in the air like a long green ribbon sat a grasshopper cleaning its wings with its legs. May beetles hummed, bees murmured, birds sang each in its own way. The air was filled with the sounds of song and gladness. But where is the little blue flower that grows by the water, and the purple bell flower, and the daisy, asked the oak. I want them all. Here we are, here we are, came the reply in words and song. 
But the beautiful time of last summer, where is that? And where are the lilies of the valley, which last year covered the earth with their bloom, and the wild apple tree with its fragrant blossoms, and all the glory of the wood, which has flourished year after year? And where is even what may have been, but just been born? We are here, we are here, sounded the voices high up in the air, as if they had flown there beforehand. Why, this is beautiful, too beautiful to be believed, cried the oak in a joyful tone. I have them all here, both great and small. Not one has been forgotten. Can such happiness be imagined? It seems almost impossible. In heaven with the eternal God, it can be imagined, for all things are possible, sounded the reply through the air. And the old tree, as it still grew upwards and onwards, felt that its roots were loosening themselves from the earth. It is right so, it is best, said the tree. No fetters hold me now. I can fly up to the very highest point in light and glory, and all I love are with me, both small and great. All, all are here. Such was the dream of the old oak at the holy Christmas time, and while it dreamed, a mighty storm came rushing over the land. The sea rolled in great billows toward the shore. A cracking and crushing was heard in the tree. Its roots were torn from the ground just at the moment when in, in its dream it was being loosened from the earth. It fell. Its 365 years were ended like the single day of the ephemera. On the morning of Christmas Day, when the sun rose, the storm had ceased. From all the churches sounded the festive bells, and from every hearth, even the smallest hut, rose the smoke into the blue sky, like the smoke from the festive thank offerings on the Druid altars. The sea gradually became calm, and on board a great ship that had withstood the tempest during the night, all the flags were displayed as a token of joy and festivity. The tree is down, the old oak, our landmark on the coast, exclaimed the, sa the sailors. It must have fallen in the storm of last night. Who can replace it? Alas, no one. This was the old tree's funeral, funeral oration, brief but well said. There it lay, stretched on the snow-covered shore, and over it sounded the notes of a song from the ship, a song of Christmas joy, of the redemption of the soul of man, and of eternal life through Christ. Sing aloud on this happy morn, all is fulfilled, for Christ is born. With songs of joy, let us loudly sing, hallelujahs to Christ our King. Thus sounded the Christmas carol, and everyone on board the ship felt his thoughts elevated through song and prayer, even as the old tree had felt lifted up in its last beautiful dream on that Christmas morn. So I hope you enjoyed that story, The Last Dream of the Old Oak by Hans Christian Andersen. Like I said, even though it sort of ends on Christmas Day there, I think all the imagery is so appropriate for this time of year. Uh, just beautiful. I really love Hans Christian Andersen. He has such a romantic sensibility. Um, I just love his writing and the imagery he creates is just beautiful. And he also deals with a lot of um, difficult subjects very interestingly definitely mortality is very high up there if you'd like to hear uh, his version of the Little Mermaid which I think is much better than the Disney version really um, I recommend uh, finding my old podcast on fairy stories my quarantine project era podcast and uh, looking up um, the Little Mermaid and the longing for an immortal soul it's a beautiful story it's worth reading the original uh, so I recommend you look into Hans Christian Andersen, but I thought that was just a sweet little fairy tale there for springtime, The Last Dream of the Old Oak. And if you'd like to think more about, uh, about, about this question of mortality and what our days on the earth mean, um, I would, again, I recommend 
it a lot because she just does really good topics and we seem to think along the same lines often. Um, Rachel Sherlock's podcast, uh, Risking Enchantment, she just did one um, recently about immortality uh, inspired by Tuck Everlasting. So I recommend listening to that. It goes, they, she and Phoebe go into some things about um, Lord of the Rings, you know, and uh, actually that uh, mortality given to men is seen as a sort of gift. So um, something to think about too from the perspective of those ephemera like the flies, how they think of in relation to the the days of the tree and sort of the elves and the men and what our time on earth means and everything like that. So lots to think about, lots to ponder as we again here find ourselves rolling through the seasons and cycles of the year. Uh, so I, I wish you a very beautiful spring and, uh, I have two more recommendations for you. One is another podcast. It's called, we share the same sky. It's, um, I think it's seven episodes. Um, but in any case, it's, it's a series, uh, in which a young woman retraces, uh, the, the, the path that her grandmother took, um, during the Holocaust. She's a Holocaust survivor and a refugee. She got out of Germany, um, just in time, the rest of her family was killed. Um, and so this this woman retraces her grandmother's steps through Europe and America and in the process sort of tells her own story, which has its own dramatic, uh, you know, ups and downs. And uh, it's just really beautifully done. I was very, very impressed. So I would recommend that. Um, and I think I've recommended it on the podcast before, but I'm going to play out for you a lovely, lovely song, Simple Gifts, um, here played by Yo-Yo Ma, sung by Alison Krauss. It's such a pretty version. Um, it, this was the first, I think it was the first song I learned on the piano when I was a kid. So uh, it's just it's such a lovely melody and such a beautiful message, I think, for this time of year when we're getting outside more, um, appreciating, you know, the, the growing things, things coming back to life, the warm weather. Um, so I hope that, uh, so hope that you are enjoying that as well. Uh, thank you for your patience this week. Uh, did not mean for this podcast to come out when it's coming out, but that's life right now. And, uh, thank you for bearing with me. So as always, I'm Katie Marquette and this is Born of Wonder.
And here there is something more than just a transient experience. It's about uh, being. It's about the things that matter to me. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. It's a mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. 